Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we go on a Monday, fresh off vacay, live in Los Angeles, a colder, chillier Los Angeles. What happened? It's the hurt. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, and FS1. J-Mac, I leave for a week and we live in Juneau. It is, there's snow everywhere. Uh, I had a friend that sent me a picture of Pasadena and there was snow on the mountain behind his house. It's like 2,000 feet. I'm like... Wow, but how was your vacay? Uh, incredible. Uh, one of the best I've ever had. Not just the vacation, but the whole week just kind of being off the show. We missed nothing in sports. We left our ski trip early because where we were here in California, they were getting feet of snow. We know friends who got stuck. Disastrous weekend, but uh, we were back in time. Great to have time off. Yeah, I was in Florida, so uh, <laughs> pity you fools who weren't. <laughs> it was great. Uh, all right, so we're getting to that time. Um Draft talk time, I I noticed a lot of that when I was gone. I'll get to the Lakers story in a second. But there's a report now from Adam Schefter. um, The Chicago Bears are leaning toward uh, trading the number one pick. So my rule has always been, if you have the number one pick, uh, you're not very good. So you should always trade it unless there's a Peyton Manning, a Trevor Lawrence, an Andrew Luck, or like one of these, you know, transformational guys, John Elway, whatever it is, that it's a can't miss. And you get about one of those a decade. Maybe two. I would always trade down because if you're drafted number one, historically, you're a bad team with five or six major holes. Um, And two things can also be true. I know the internet leads you to believe this isn't the case, but two things can be true. If Caleb Williams of USC was available in this draft, the Bears would move off Justin Fields. They would. If there was an A++ prospect, you would move off Justin Fields. And the second thing is there isn't. So you're probably best served. They like Justin Fields. He's a big kid. He's got an arm. He's athletic. He's not good at the passing thing yet. And some of the quarterbacks that have come into this league that, that, that struggle with the passing thing, Josh Allen, take longer. The two best quarterbacks in the league, Joe Burrow and Mahomes, never struggle with the passing thing. Lamar Jackson can. Josh Allen can. The passing thing matters. And right now, he's not great at it. 
But the Bears' best plan is probably to trade down multiple times. Not once, but multiple times. You go to a Houston with a second pick or Indy with a fourth pick. They need a quarterback. You make a trade. All right? So you go to the Texans, you go to the Colts. And then you're at number four. Let's say you do it with the Colts. And then you get closer to the draft and somebody didn't get Derek Carr or somebody didn't get Jimmy Garoppolo because there's going to be a lot of teams. The Jets need a quarterback and the Raiders need one and the Panthers need one and the Saints need one and the Colts need one and the Falcons need one. And they're not all going to get Derek Carr and they're not all going to get Jimmy Garoppolo and Aaron's probably staying in Green Bay. So you trade down one time and you go to four to the Colts. And then you trade down a second time and you call the Raiders or the Falcons and you get more picks. And that's the way you manipulate the draft, which Chicago historically hasn't done. Miami did it a few years ago. It was very smart. You trade multiple times. You don't go for the bag with one team because GMs get very reluctant. The billionaire owners hovering over. You don't want to act like you're taken. So you do a small trade here and a small trade there. And you wake up and the Bears already have two fifth picks. And then you'd have two seconds and two thirds and maybe a second one. And you can rebuild your team. Because that defensive end from Alabama or that defensive tackle from Georgia or another defensive end from Clemson is not winning you games. They are not worth a half a point. You take out quarterbacks in this league, they are not worth a point. They had Khalil Mack forever. What did it matter? Okay? By the way, many of the best cornerbacks in the league, Sauce Gardner, they couldn't score touchdowns. Patrick Sertan, they couldn't score touchdowns. Many of the best corners, Jalen Ramsey, team fell apart offensively. So it's a quarterback league. We all know that. And if there's not a great quarterback and you have the number one pick, there's two great quarterbacks, I think, next year, two A++. These guys aren't. And everybody can talk about Bryce Young. Bryce Young played in warm Southern California in high school and warm Alabama in college. He's 5'11 and a half, maybe six feet. I doubt it, and 192 pounds. So he's a way short and way light, and it's Chicago, and it's cold, and it's windy. And even Justin Fields, who's a big, strong, mobile athlete, he doesn't like the cold. If you go look at the history of the NFL and northern teams, Aaron Rodgers, big arm, Brett Favre, big arm, Jake Cutler, big arm, Joe Flacco, big arm, Big Ben, big arm, most northern quarterback, Terry Bradshaw, big arm. Go look at the history of northern teams. You guys usually have a big arm. Small guys don't work. Remember, Sean Payton was talking about Tua on this show about a month ago. And if you got a top 10 pick, you do not take a player who's a little short and a little light. Let's do this. Let's not draft small players in the first 15 picks of the draft anymore in the first round. Let's not, let's not get away from prototype. And I talked with Bill Parcells about this, Ron Wolf, and, and those early picks have to be prototype players. You have to pay attention to typing and, and when you're looking at the health of players and you're looking at the size of players. Baker Mayfield, a little small, didn't work out. You can go look at Tua. When you're drafting at the top of this board in the first round the Bears have, you're not going to roll the dice in a quarterback that's two and a half inches short and 20 pounds light, even if he was great in warm weather California and warm weather Alabama. You're not. There's a quarterback, I think, I'll get to that later. I think if I was Chicago, I would consider, but he's not an A++ prospect. He comes with some things that concern me a little bit. Trade down. If there's not an Elway or there's not an Andrew Luck or Trevor Lawrence, 
trade down story this morning. They're considering it, leaning. How about lean all the way in and jump into that pool? All right. The Lakers won yesterday. I was flying back from Florida, so I watched the whole game. And, it did, you know, Delta's got those little TVs. They're just fans. So I watched the Jake Paul fight on my little phone. It's fantastic. Worth every penny. <laughs> and I watched the Lakers Mavericks. And so let's start this topic with glass half full, Colin. Optimistic Uncle Colin. The Lakers at the trade deadline had four issues. Three of the four, here's the good news. Westbrook's toxicity. He's out. Clippers problem. Didn't have enough shooters. They've upgraded. Overall length and depth on the wing. They've upgraded. That is glass half full Colin. And let's get to realistic Colin. The fourth issue is LeBron is old and 80s always hurt. And even though Jared Vanderbilt was masterful and the Mavericks got their own issues and they got a lot of them. My lasting image from yesterday's W is LeBron in the tunnel limping out of it. You give me in the last two, three years, a three-week period when I didn't see this. The Lakers got a very nice coat of paint on their car during the trading deadline. But this puppy has 286,000 miles on it. That, sorry to break your heart. But Colin, you love the Warriors. They have Steve Kerr. Steph's coming back and a winning culture and the best coach in the game. This is an organization, the two best players, one is injury prone and so is the other and really old. And happiness is connected to expectations. And having LeBron for about a 10, 12-year period was a guaranteed trip to the finals. Now having LeBron is cross your fingers on his health and he should be able to, should, get you into the playoffs. And I do think the Lakers have added shooting and depth, a nice coat of paint. They can beat you more ways. I thought yesterday was a nice W. They got off to a terrible start, mostly because the Mavericks couldn't miss and the Lakers couldn't shoot. And Vanderbilt has been outstanding. He gives them size and length. It's a smaller league. And if you're a 6'9 guy that runs the floor, you can get a lot of points, and he did. And AD, when he's healthy, is a monster, and LeBron is still something that has to be reckoned with. But this car, that cone of paint, doesn't change things. To get to the next level, a championship level, you'll have to move off AD. So it's another cross-your-fingers moment. This was a nice win. It's a nice win, right? But Dallas is a bit of a mess. The West is fairly wide open, but not as wide open as we probably think. And that lasting image for me is LeBron limping out of the tunnel. If you think I'm wrong, you give me the last three-week stretch with this team where LeBron or AD wasn't limping out of the tunnel, writhing in pain on the floor, or had to leave the game early. Two-week period. Go. I'll wait for your answer on the, off the air. Okay, it's just the reality of what we have. It's the reality of what this team is. But the good news, glass half full Colin is, they did a very good job at the trade deadline to add pieces that allow them to win games like this when they don't play great. They can, they can win more ways than they could three weeks ago. They're now four and one since they've made these moves. Four and one's good. I think they'll make it as a six seed. Maybe play in. Here's LeBron after. Well, I think the game um, will dictate what we need to do. 
tonight offensively from the, from the exterior. We, we wasn't not shooting the ball extremely well, so we have the ability to now look at ways we can be good. Okay, if we can't shoot it well, you know, we need to still get the ball popping, but we need to drive those closeouts. We need to, you know, get the ball in the paint. You know, we need to get offensive rebounds when we're not shooting well. So, you know, to be able to have that ability to be able to say, okay, if we're not shooting well, we can still be in the game. We can still be productive. Uh, that's a key for our ball club. Absolutely. Watched every shot of it. I thought it was over uh, beginning of the second quarter. They kept chipping away. They play now with more depth and passion. Vanderbilt's excellent. Uh, D'Angelo Russell wasn't around. They weren't fully stacked, and they won. It's on the road. It feels good. I'm not saying it doesn't. But once again, we got one of our two stars limping out of the tunnel. That is the reality of what this is. Okay, uh, so during my week off, uh, we, we are kind of moving in April, March 15th is when NFL free agency starts. And for about 48 hours before that, teams can talk and jockey around, but you can't sign anything. So, you know, the, the, the tampering thing is very fuzzy. Everybody's talking quietly. People are leaking stuff. And I, I saw the media sort of converge on a college player. And I want to defend him because it's kind of fascinating. I think there's one player in the draft that's getting a majority of the criticism and be very, very careful. He could be the steal in the draft. We'll talk about that coming up. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up. And so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources this episode brought to you by 20th century studios kingdom of the planet of the apes director wes ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. All right, good to be back. J-Mac and I off vacation 40 minutes from now, where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong. Plenty of both. It is great to have you back, and it's great to be back. So uh, during my week off, for the next several weeks, here are the big stories. 
Got about 20, 25 games left in the NBA. Here comes the final home stretch. Uh, we have March Madness. Should be great. There's no dominant team. It's going to be a lot of upsets in college basketball. And over the next several weeks, NFL free agency. And the league is much more willing to make trades than they were 10, 15 years ago. And it's a lot of fun. So during my week off, I mostly stayed off the phone. But occasionally I would peek. And they, I could see we start talking about these college quarterbacks. And one of them is taking a majority of the criticism, and I think he's a fascinating kid. Um, his name is Will Levis at Kentucky. So let's, let's talk about precedent. Let's talk about precedent. What do I mean? Let's talk about stuff that matters we know for quarterbacks. So brain power. His mom went to Yale, his grandfather to Cornell. Highly educated Northeast kid. Brain power, A+. Four-point finance major. Cognitively, Kid's as smart as anybody in this draft, any player. Not saying he's the smartest, but he's up there. Arm strength. It's all over the internet. The kid has a hose. He's got, he's got a rocket arm. Brain power and arm strength. Doesn't mean everything, but they matter. There's also a third component. He's been doubted. He had to transfer from Penn State. Joe Burrow had to transfer. Brady was doubted. Aaron Rodgers Jr. College doubted. Kyler Murray doubted. That is a component that we, Miami of Ohio, not Ohio State, took Big Ben. Players that are doubted get a chip on their shoulder. We've seen it before, and we'll see it again. So those three components, big brain, big arm, and he's been doubted, so he's not cocky. He had nothing handed to him. I like all those. But let me offer a fourth. Two-thirds of the star quarterbacks in this league, starting quarterbacks, did not go to traditional powers. So Joe Burrow did when he transferred. Mac Jones and Tua did at Alabama. Kyler Murray did and Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma. Had to transfer, but they did. Uh, Matt Stafford, Georgia. Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson, Clemson. Justin Herbert, Oregon. And Justin Fields, Ohio State. Some of those guys are struggling. Some are starring. Whatevs. About 10 guys went big boy college football. Two-thirds didn't. What does that mean? It means he didn't have great players around him. Will Levis did not have a single first or second team all-conference player in offense. Translation, the receivers aren't as open. You're under duress. You're getting the crap kicked out of you. Translation, a real NFL experience. Even, even Patrick Mahomes, they rebuilt his offensive line this year. Guys were less open. Year before, they rebuilt his offensive line. Year before that, they rebuilt his defense. That is for a great franchise. Philadelphia was bizarrely stacked, and even at the end of the year, we found out their defense was overrated. So I'm going to give you two players I want you to consider. The best college football in the country has been for 20 years in the South. Let me give you two quarterbacks who played college football in the South for non-power teams. Not at Bama, not at Georgia, not at Clemson. Not an LSU. A non-meaning, these quarterbacks were getting the crap kicked out of them. They didn't have first-round receivers. They didn't have great protection. The two quarterbacks are Eli Manning at Ole Miss and Phillip Rivers at NC State. Compare them to Will Levis at Kentucky, a basketball school. Completion percentage, Will Levis is the highest of the three. Winning percentage, Will Levis, the highest of the three. Touchdown to interception ratio, Will Levis in line with Eli Manning. Brain power, arm, 
doubted playing at a basketball school in the talent-rich South. This is what the numbers look like. 24 starts, he won 17. 66% completion percentage. He did not have a single offensive player that made first or second team all-conference. Touchdown-to-interception ratio, threw some picks. Four of them were tipped. Six were catchable balls. Folks, look at what works in this sport. Arm, brain, doubted. Don't get caught up on, well, he threw a lot of interceptions. So did Josh Allen. It's the quarterback we doubt. Does he have, does he have a wow factor? Yeah, his grandparents and his mom went to Yale. Wow. He's got a rocket arm. Wow. Is there a wow factor? But I, everybody's picking on him. He's not this. He's not this. He's not this. All I see with Will Levis is box checked, box checked, box checked. He was doubted. Big brain, big arm. Yeah, you play at Kentucky against you are going to have the second best player if you play georgia lsu florida bama even some most of the time auburn's more of a football school than a basketball school so the will levis i've had two nfl people tell me i was texting when you're sitting on the beach for five days you have time to text i text two nfl executives about my theory about will levis both said spot on inside the league a lot of people like this kid. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. I like when we align on quarterbacks. I'm all over Will Levis with you. Did you see the odds on Anthony Richardson shot way up to be the number one pick? Levis is tumbling down a little bit. Uh, so Will Levis, playing with less talented players, completed 65% of his oh, throws. Yeah. Richardson's a fascinating player fascinating there's a lot of josh allen there oh yeah completed 55 percent of his players with florida gator athletes yeah and i and i i think richardson's highly draftable yeah levis had a kid named wandale robinson who was with the giants this year yeah when he left there was like nothing this year they, they had nobody to throw to and his numbers went down a little bit i'm with you i like levis let's keep the theme going with quarterbacks new england patriots qb mac jones looking to bounce back in year three under new offensive coordinator bill o'brien Jones, not great last year. Uh, did make the Pro Bowl as a rookie. However, his teammates aren't writing him off just yet because of a down year. Here's Patriots safety Devin McCourty on Mac Jones. I think Mac has all the intangibles and the things that you want in a quarterback. I think sky's the limit. I think he's the future of New England. Any doubts, I think you're wrong. If you don't think that, I think he's a future. He's in that building right now doing different things, uh, working with guys, talking to guys. That's what he wants. Listen, you could argue that he and Justin Fields are the opposite. Nobody has any concerns with Justin's ability to move, his size, his electricity. With Mac, that's all we get concerned about. But what Mac does really well is see ball, throw it accurately. Like, that's the one thing. If you gave Justin Fields that Mac Jones ability, he's an A++. And wow. if you gave Mac Justin's ability and size to move, he can't do anything off script. Nothing. Yeah. So he's a very limited. But the reality is, in this league, if you can throw the ball accurately, and New England generally has a solid running game, a good defense, and decent protection, it's hard to move off. People love Daniel Jones. He doesn't throw the ball accurately. Mac Jones does. Yeah. Colin. It's interesting you bring up Justin Fields. Remember they went head-to-head on Monday Night Football and Fields looked great. Mac Jones was pulled for, we already forgot his name, the backup quarterback in New England. Bailey Zappi. Zappi. 
Would you take Mac Jones over Justin no, Fields no, going no. forward? Listen, neither's an A prospect. Right, right. Okay, one is wildly spectacular, but I have a right to be concerned yeah. about the throwing thing. Okay, speak. Wait, speak. The other one has a total ceiling athletically. Mac Jones' number one receiver, Jacoby Myers, led them in targets, yards, touchdowns, first downs, free agent. So now you're taking like a quarterback who struggled, and if they don't keep Jacoby Myers, who are you throwing to? Nelson oh. Aguilar, free agent too. He's not even great. Go to Mac Jones' rookie numbers. When he had a competent offensive coordinator, they were shockingly yeah. good. You, you he, just he, said something interesting. Competent offensive coordinator. Well, Bill he now needs a court. Well, Josh McDaniels really needs a quarterback. And I don't know how he could pry Mac Jones away from Belichick, but you know he would kill to do that. I don't. I don't have to love Mac Jones, but his regression last year. Oh, yeah. There's one reason for it, and it's not Mac Jones. Because Jacoby Myers got better, the running game was fine, the defense was excellent. What happened? The organization is tone deaf to offense. So are you chalking this up? Sophomore slump, no offensive coordinator. I think Mac Jones bounces back. I think Justin yeah. Herbert bounces back. Okay. No, I mean, I think Josh Allen concerns me that he's regressing. Not everything's right. linear. You yeah. have guys that they lose a coordinator, they lose a coach. Certainly. I think Derek Carr is going to actually have a good year when he goes to Carolina. <laughs> Come on, my Jets still need him. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, remember? <laughs> uh, <laughs> next up, hey, how about this? Damian Lillard last night. Colin, I know the Lakers were the big story today. Damian Lillard had 71 points against the Rockets. Became just the eighth player in the history of the NBA to score over 70. Dame had 13 threes. The Lakers only hit six against the Mavs. Dame had 13 last night. Tied for the second most ever in a game. Here's what Damian Lillard said after dropping 71 on Houston. I enjoy those moments in the game when I'm just, you know, going after people when I'm in attack mode. I think any any hooper enjoys those moments, you know, where you're hot and you're in attack mode, you're feeling good. But it's the stuff afterward that I that I struggle with. Like, when I walked off the court, I was like, do I, like, am I supposed to be, like, overly excited or what? You know what I mean? I just high-fived everybody, but I, those are the moments I struggle with. You know, you and I, I think, hold Dame in a really, I say after Steph Curry, he's the best shot maker at guard in the last 10 years. Maybe. After after Steph. Yeah. I, if you said one shot guard last 10 years, I'd go Steph 1, Dame 1A. Yeah. Somebody on our show oh, gosh. is a Westbrook Let's fan. Let's bring him up. Yeah, a couple guys back here are uh, yeah. Westbrook guys. Hey, by the way, how about this one? Damian Lillard or Reggie Miller? Damian Lillard. Uh, in a heartbeat. And I don't want to hear this. The Reggie Miller stuff. Oh, he hit a bunch of big shots. Went toe-to-toe with Jordan. And let's stop. No, no, he didn't. Let's just stop he on Reggie toe Miller. To toe Damian Lillard's a far better player. It's not even close. Damian Lillard, in a decade, in a big man's game, is the second best get-a-bucket guy in now, the league. Here's what stinks for Damian Lillard. I looked at the standings. They're 11 I, Well, I know. West. That's not great. We need to get him to the Lakers. Can you make this AD for Damian Lillard thing happen? Who would you rather have? Damian Lillard, who, by the way, is 32 years old, or Kyrie Irving, who badly wants to be here with the oh, Lakers. Oh, I take Dame over Kyrie in, in a second. A, okay, thank you. Hey, Westbrook fanboy. Yeah, let's, let's Westbrook fan. By the way, how's Westbrook and the Clippers working out? They're on two. <laughs> I couldn't stop a nosebleed. Now, listen, Damian Lillard, we got to get him to a contender. Like, he's a really good you one. You know what? But if, can you imagine him as a number two on a team? Yeah, they will be in the finals, why, whichever conference. Why would I want to come to the Lakers? There's places well, I would go. It's not one of them. If I'm Dame and my agent. Well, where do you want to go? You want to go Philly? Play a with really, Embiid? A really well-run organization. I'm going to go to the Lakers. 
There's places I would love to go. By the way, if Denver gets whacked in the playoffs early, why don't you give uh, Portland like a Jamal Murray? Yeah, they're and some... not getting whacked in the playoffs early. <laughs> okay, come on, they're number one in the West. But we need to think. We need to do fictitious Damian Lillard trades because him as a two would be really deadly. With I, I, pretty much any big Joel Embiid and, and Dame would be something in Philly. Well, I and I, I I don't see him as a two. I see him as a one A. Okay, one A. That's fine. Yeah, I just think I just think you put him alongside any great star. I think well, he's also, you know, he could move some merch, and uh, I wear his sneakers when I play basketball. I know you care deeply about that. His rap career would take off in L.A. Dame and LeBron and Jared Vanderbilt. That is a big three. <laughs> yeah, how are they getting him? What do you have to give up? I think Damian Lillard. I think you uh, for Anthony Davis. What, what's wrong with that? I, w- I wouldn't do that. No, I'd, I'll take Dame. Now, Dame has been brought—I looked at his stats. He's been injured the last couple of years, getting no, banged up, heavy no. minutes. He's a smaller shouldering athlete. Shouldering a load. Doesn't play much defense. He's a smaller athlete. Anthony Davis is always hurt. I'm not interested. I, it's a shooter's league. He's one of the great shooters of my lifetime. All right. I, I like the shots at the staff members on that. And we'll wrap up with this, Colin. Your guy, Russell Wilson. Man. Everybody I, I, don't know what to, I don't know what to believe here. It, it's open season on Russell Wilson. According to The Athletic— they claim that Russ went to Seahawks ownership one year ago in February of 2022 and asked them to fire Pete Carroll and GM John Schneider. Apparently, it was in hopes that Russ would get Sean Payton to replace Pete Carroll. Wilson responded to the story by going on Twitter, I love Pete, and he was a father figure to me, and John believed in me and drafted me as well. I never wanted them fired. All any of us wanted to do was win. I always respect them and love have love for Seattle. Okay, so I know that Russell Wilson reached out to Sean Payton well before he was named coach. Okay. So that part of the story is true. So l- let's just say this. I, Russell Wilson's denying this. I had reported for two years it was a, there was a lot of bad vibes in Seattle. The Russell Wilson camp felt they didn't get him. The Pete camp felt he was regressing. Whatever. The, the question is this, because Russell's denying this. And Pete would deny it, and 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 I mean, it, it comes from somewhere, and it wasn't leaked because of Russell Wilson. Yeah, why was it leaked well, a year later, right now? Okay, well, that's the question. And who would leak it? It would be the Seattle side. It wouldn't be the Denver side, right? right? So it's somebody, John Snyder, that that camp leaked it. So they must feel that's the case. So Paul Allen died. Jody Allen took over. Jody doesn't. You know, Paul was a sportsaholic. Uh, Jody not as much. So is it possible? Are we are we confusing what demanding to be fired? Did Russell Wilson and Mark Rogers, his agent, go to ownership and say it's untenable? Um, we just we just don't think it's going to work with this group of people. Is that demanding a firing, or is it voicing concerns that you you think you've hit a ceiling with this GM and this coach? I can't see Russell walking in and saying fire Pete Carroll. I can see he and his agent going to Jody Allen and saying, listen. He's a defensive coach. It's basically we run it first and second. I have to save the day. I just I want something. I just think I've hit a ceiling. That doesn't sound as harsh as fire Pete yeah. and fire John. That's not in his DNA. That's not who he is or has right. ever been. But I do think they were. I know they were disappointed yeah. with uh, the offense. Well, obviously, and he had a right to be. Pete Carroll loves to run the football. Yes. And Russell Wilson was a great thrower of the football. But, he still can be. But Pete got the last laugh this well, year. I, for now, uh, you can take the short-term win. I guarantee you Denver will be better than Seattle next year. That's, come on. Sean Payton and Russell Wilson? By the way, do you actually believe that Russell Wilson would say, get this coach who I had a great run with and get this GM who drafted me and like, ma- 
There's no way that's true, Colin. It's probably in between. Like he said, listen, go look at John Schneider's drafts. And I did that. I know he had a good 2022 draft. Fair. 2013. Nothing. No, 2014, no, nothing. No, 2017, nothing. No, no. Like, Seattle, he whiffed on a listen, lot. Schneider Pete did. Carroll and John Schneider had issues. John almost went to the Lions job. He almost took the Lions job. So, Pete and John had their issues. Pete, after the death of Paul Allen, he fell ill health into ill health. Pete had incredible power yeah. in the organization. And I think it's possible Russell and John both... I don't see Pete as a power-hungry guy, but there was there was a vacuum, there was an opening, and Pete, you know, Pete's this good-looking, Hall of Fame-ish, college superstar coach. Pete had a lot of power in Seattle. He had the microphone and a lot of power, yeah. and there were I think there there were egos bruised. John Snyder almost left. I just don't think it's Russell's personality yeah. to go. I want Pete yeah. out. I think it's me and Pete are struggling. Uh, I think we've reached a, yeah. an impasse or a ceiling. That Remember, doesn't this, feel like this was after the season where Russ was like an MVP candidate for a while, yes. and then he had a three interception game, and Pete Carroll was like, "No more throwing. We're yes. running the football." I remember of course that. Russ was ticked off. So, but, but I'm with you. I, I don't actually think he demanded them to be fired. I don't like the piling on of Russell Wilson. This unbecoming of Seattle. Like you had a really good season, exceeded expectations. Are you going to take cheap shots at Russell Wilson? Like, I know. I don't love it. Either. That's not cool. Not, not, it's not a good look. It isn't. Uh, J Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. Story time from my week off uh, uh, as I was watching something yesterday unfold. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. This is Steve Cavino and Rich Davis, and together we are Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right, Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show, heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Covino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah! There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. 
Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. The 2023 World Baseball Classic is coming to Fox Sports, where baseball's biggest names play for national pride starting March 7th on FS1 and Fox. We got our March and April all full. We got football, USFL, we got World Baseball Classic. Are you going to talk about March Madness at any point? We'll see. I don't think we'll a, see. I don't think there's a great team this year, but I'm going to watch the tournament. I love the tournament, but yeah. I don't think there's a great team. I don't think there's a dominant. I've watched Kansas play three times, and I've watched, you know, I've, Kentucky's a bit of a mess. I've watched some Big Ten basketball. I don't, I don't, I've watched UCLA. Uh, I don't think there's a great team. I think it's kind of wide open, right? Wide open. That's good. I know. You love, he, this guy, J Mac. Literally bets Creighton basketball. I did, and they they cost me this weekend. They did not. They no showed against Villanova. Not a great weekend in college hoops for me gambling, but bounce back, baby. Okay, so listen. When I was a kid, my favorite sportscaster was Howard Cosell. He was this irascible, cranky sort of academic guy, and he was outspoken. He talked about social issues. Uh, people would, you know, he was he was the first sort of. Uh, uh, the kind of guy that got people. There was a sports writer in New York called Dick Young. There was Howard Cosell. It was these kind of powerful figures that really cut everybody in half. You loved him or you hated him. And I loved Cosell. And and, and when when Ali and Frazier ruled the boxing world, my dad uh, was was I think more Frazier. I was more Ali. Ali pushed back on society. He pushed back on culture. And Howard Cosell loved. Muhammad Ali and he kind of bridged the relationship I thought it was fascinating so my early youth as I'm watching like wide world of sports on ABC I have this lasting memory of Ali and remember boxing is different and UFC is different these are pay-per-view sports that you drive that's why Don King and Bob Arum ran the sport uh for years and years out of college I'm in Vegas uh, you know, you had to drive. You'd have stunts happen at the press conference. You were trying to drive pay-per-view numbers. That's why fights often start late on a Saturday night or a Friday night or a Sunday night as they're driving pay-per-view numbers and waiting to hit a certain barrier. Then they let the champs come out, enter the ring. It's just the circus of boxing. I saw it with Conor McGregor. He's a marketing genius. I saw it with Ali. I saw it with an old George Foreman. He was selling a grill and he was selling tickets. I get it. I'm comfortable with it. I've lived around it. I've covered it. And that's why I like the story of Jake Paul. He's a celebrity. He's a great YouTube boxer. And I liked his story. I liked his work ethic. He's a good kid. He's a tough kid. But he had fought a bunch of, you know, old athletes and retired MMA guys. So this was his first fight against like a real boxer. Now, Tommy Fury is not good. He's not very nimble or athletic. Uh, of course, there's Tyson Fury, the two-time champ. Uh, you know, Tommy is uh, more model than boxer, lower end, doesn't move particularly well. If he was a defensive end in football, he would be considered like a six-round edge because he's too stiff. Uh, but it was a real boxer of size that could hurt Jake Paul. So they fought, and I watched every second of it. And my takeaway is, okay, I, I've, I've seen enough. The story is better than the reality. Uh, Tommy Fury was more refined, more polished, dominated. Now, now Jake Paul uh, can swing and can land a big punch and knocked Fury down for about half a second. But um, Tommy Fury landed more power punches than uh, Jake Paul landed total punches. And Tommy Fury looked like a very marginally talented real boxer. 
Uh, Jake Paul had maybe the the best single punch, but I had it scored in eight rounds, six to two or seven to one. Tommy Fury. Maybe I'm wrong. I didn't think it was particularly close, but it reminds me of years and years ago. I was at a casino in Connecticut. And I forget which one. Uh, we were there, my wife and I, and there was a Doors knockoff band. So I loved the Doors when I was growing up. Jim Morrison, the Doors. Uh, come on, baby, light my fire, all that stuff. Jim Morrison, legend, uh, the bathtub, life ended too early, blah, blah, blah. It's a great movie, by the way. Uh, so anyway, I loved the Doors and I saw a knockoff band. And they were fantastic. But I would never travel around the country watching a cover band or a knockoff band. You would do that with the Grateful Dead or U2 or, uh, you know, I had friends do that for Stone Temple Pilots or Pearl Jam or you travel around the country, uh, you and your buddies, you and your wife, you and your friends. That's the real thing. But you don't you don't follow a cover band mostly around the country. And I kind of feel like Jake Paul's a cover band, which is he's a celebrity and he works hard and he's a tough kid and he would beat me up. Uh, but when you put him against a boxer, not even a good boxer, there was a, there was a gap in ability and a gap in natural talent. And Jake Paul's story was terrific. I defend it. I get the marketing of it. It's a pay-per-view sport. And the kid made a fortune. He's worth a gazillion dollars. I love Conor McGregor's story. I loved Ali, the old George Foreman. I get it. I like it. I embrace it. Boxing purists and boxing historians, just like baseball seam heads, tend to forget that there's mostly casual fans following all these sports. And Jake Paul got me to buy once again for 44 bucks or 49 bucks from ESPN Plus, got me to buy it. I also buy UFC cards five or six times a year, but I was buying this kid's cards. But it's a cover band. Like when you put him up against a really unathletic, limited heavyweight, he wasn't as polished. Maybe he gets better, but he started this game late anyway, right? Like like he, he started late to begin with. He's not going to make several jump in classes. If he was a baseball player, he'd be Adam Dunn. Not a lot of singles and doubles, swing for the fence, a lot of strikeouts, but big time power. It was a great story, but I, I'm not going to buy Jake Paul. I, I, I don't want to see a rematch. I've seen it. I've done it. It's the cover band, the knockoff band. It's fun. It can be a good night. It can be a good watch. But there you go. Here was Jake Paul after the fight on, on coming up short to Tommy Fury. Good fight. Good, good war. You know, tough kid. I didn't have my best performance. All fair play to Tommy. He won fair and square. And that's boxing, man. You, you got to take it on the chin, but it, it was good. Some good moments in there. I just really couldn't get my game plan working. Um, but, hey, man, th this is what the sport's all about. You, you win some in glorious fashion, and you lose some. Um, and like I said out there, judging about my losses because I'll be back. All right. Uh, I won't be paying for it, but it's okay. I did. I bought three or four fights. I like the kid. I like the story. Uh, I think his best avenue would be to fight old MMA guys and retired pro football players. That's fascinating to me. You know, you take a football player who's played, made a couple pro bowls, retires, wants to fight. That stuff's interesting. But against real boxers and real heavyweights, he started too late. He's absolutely limited. Tommy Fury's jab completely efficiently controlled the fight. I had it 6-2, could have been 7-1. to one. It's okay. I respect the kid. Marketing doesn't turn me off. It's pay-per-view. I grew up with it. I've seen it. I get it. Ali was the mass. I've said this before. If Ali was alive today in his prime, we would all love boxing. He would be Tiger Woods to golf. We would start watching a sport all the time. 
Uh, start this year, slam dunk wireless savings. Go to Consumer Cellular, 20 bucks a month. That's it, ConsumerCellular.com slash The Herd, promo code The Herd. Did you watch the fight, by the way, J-Mac? Absolutely not. So you were appalled by it. You're a I wasn't appalled. I just, I'm indifferent to this YouTube guy. I don't, I just, I'm not right. into him. I mean, I'm sure there's a big market for him. People love him, but the only I, time I really get into boxing or MMA is if a buddy's having a bunch of guys over, we're going to drink, you know, shoot the you-know-what, yeah. talk about whatever. So are you going to watch Conor McGregor's next fight? I don't, when is it? I have no idea. All right. Are you going to watch John Jones' next fight? I don't know. Probably not. All right. Well, I'm going to watch mean, both. You know what? Instead of watching guys, I'm out there playing sports. You know, like that's <laughs> actually fun to me. You want to play tennis? Hey. Let's play tennis. By the way, are you into table tennis, a.k.a. ping pong? Uh, yeah, listen, I have mastered them all. It's, I've retired from There's a video one. on the internet right now, a, guy, a professional, professional ping pong player playing a robot. And his robot's incredible at ping pong. Like, I'd rather do that than watch a couple jabronis swing at each other in the ring. I well, we do get paid to watch sports, so I think you should double. Basketball, football, World, soccer. World Cup. Did you watch a USA-Mexico under-17? Uh, uh, how'd that turn out? Mexico won again. Tough one for the U.S. Okay. No. Well, I didn't watch that one. Uh, Colin Wright, Colin Wrong, uh, next hour. Mark Medina's in studio. I don't want anybody to think I'm anti-Lakers, but I'm telling you, I watched that game, and it is a basketball team that has more ways to win because of the upgrades and shooters, Jared Vanderbilt, size, and some youth. But when LeBron's limping out of the tunnel, that's, that's what this team... Tell me how far you have to go back. Find a three-week period in the last two years where AD or LeBron isn't limping out of a tunnel, taken out of a game early, writhing in pain on the floor. That's what the team is. Colin Wright, Colin Wrong, in L.A. next. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at first listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.